Welcome to the Internet Advisor Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Foster Brown. Along with my co-host, Gary Baker, and our team of experts, we've been helping people like you since 1998 with your computer problems, introducing you to valuable resources, and promoting tech enterprise throughout Michigan. The Internet Advisor is a two-hour podcast recorded every week at the studios of historic WJR Radio in Detroit. Both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor. Your place for answers to your computer questions since 1998 with your co-hosts Gary Baker and Foster Brown and their team of tech experts. The door is always open at internetadvisor.net on Facebook and through Twitter. But right now it's time to get you in touch with your helpful hosts on this week's edition of Internet Advisor. Welcome to the Labor Day edition of the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, the co-host and the producer of the program, and we've got a great program lined up for you today. We're not taking any vacations, but we hope that we inform you as you are enjoying this weekend off. We've got some very interesting things to talk about in terms of coming up. Uh, Maven, a program by GM to help you be able to rent cars, a really unique kind of a thing, and also a plan by Dual Security to help improve our security. A very good weekend to you. Hi, this is Foster Brown, along with my posse here. That's Mr. Gary Baker. Gary, good to have you here on the weekend. It's always great to be here. And Mr. Edward L. I'd rather be at Arts, Beats, and Eats. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Party time. I will have to say this, folks. I live across the street from Arts, Beats, and Eats at 8 o'clock this morning. It a gone, rock eh? band started to play. <laughs> We're right across from the main stage. Somebody gave those knuckleheads a permission to play full volume at 8 o'clock in the morning. They got you out of bed. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I would have raised the dead, out. the living dead. You could, you could go out and walk the dog early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. In any case, it is a beautiful event going on. Lots of things going on around Detroit. The Detroit Jazz the Festival. Jazz downtown. Festival, absolutely, oh. all weekend. Yep, and it's uh, Romeo's having their Peach Festival. And State Fair is going on, so yep. <laughs> you're not. Pick. There's lots of stuff out there to pick from. Uh, this weekend, however, here on the Internet Advisor, we're going to talk about something. Uh, Gary, from your home base there, uh, in our first segment, coming up. Uh, the announcement we received was that GM's Maven car sharing service offers Ann Arbor a new way to road trip this Labor Day weekend. We'll That's be right. To... We're going to talk about that in uh, the second hour, I think? I, no, in the first hour. We're first, talk about the, first uh, the first hour, hour second yep. segment. Sorry. Coming up. Yep. And uh, then we'll also be talking about another issue that's near and dear to your heart, which is security from Duro Security. That's right. Another Doug's... good and our Doug Song uh, yep. uh, started that. Uh, yep. Great uh, Ann Arbor firm again. So. And they did a neat thing. They, they created a piece of software, Ed, that actually tests out companies to see. It's, it's kind of like that um, the thing they did with White Hats where they go in and they try to they try to crack a system, mm-hmm. I think, to see if, if it's going to fail. And this was used to probe to see who would bite on information they should not be biting on. Mm, called <laughs> fishing, and we're going to talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. it fishing uh, or yeah. what's the, like a sand, or a, a sandbox? Not a sandbox. What is it? Uh, like a bait uh, like pile? Like a honey pot. Honey pot. Yep. Bait, bait pile. You could tell hunting yeah. season's coming. <laughs> 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 honey pot, yeah. Yes, and then, you know, there's some other stuff that, 
just went on in Ann Arbor, a little, little win. Oh, my. Team. He's going to have to brag. I All can right. start humming the victors. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, hoy. <laughs> Goodbye, Hawaii. In any case, guys, this week has been a week for, in some ways, it has been a black cloud week for the internet in some ways. First of all, <laughs> have you ever dealt with the IRS and have gotten one of those letters from the IRS that you'd rather not have gotten? Uh, I'm not going to admit anything. Uh, I have. Can you imagine getting a letter that says, oh, by the way, you owe $14.4 billion for one tax year? Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Well, that was well, for one tax year or for all prior years that they were, that uh, Apple was in? 2014. Ireland. Yep. This is for Apple. And, uh, you know, they tried to shelter their taxes yeah. by taking and starting a. Um, an Irish corporation right, where the taxes right. are lower. And, you know, there's a lot of people that think that was kind of cheating. Yep. And uh, so <laughs> now they got a tax bill. Now the EU and says... It's, it's no more than what they should have paid anyway. Yes, but, yes. Well, well I mean, but, with, ta- with probably interest and penalties. But. Yeah, but there are a lot of companies that do that. But why are they picking on Apple? Well, because of the egregious amount of money. And I think also probably because the, of the whole issue, too, of, of being able and to go over it's not that. just Apple, but Apple's... Oh, no, of We course talk not. about here on the Internet Advisor show. You know, if we were talking about the Burger King show, then we'd... You know, yeah, have if we had, else to talk if we had about. Cal in studio, we'd dig even deeper for that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, one of the but other there's things... some good stuff going on for Apple. Oh yes, they uh, coming up. That's right, next week. Well, you know what? Well, happened? their phones aren't exploding or catching fire, right? Thank yeah, you. so that's oh. a good thing. Well, because well, they're actually, not out. <laughs> actually, um, you know, iOS nine point three point five came out. Yes, and I don't know why we'd upgrade to that. Um, you know, it came out no beta test. Um, no, there wasn't. And uh, oh, really? it, it took so, twenty minutes for me to install. Did um, you? See, yeah, I because did, that's the one that had the four hole, security holes they plugged. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I thought about it, and I looked, and it doesn't seem like, it seems isolated, so the problems. I always check the problems because, mm-hmm. you know, having been burned once by an oh, upgrade yeah. from Apple. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so I checked. But, you know, iOS 10 is coming out next week. That's right. And it has been beta tested. And mm-hmm. can I go for another half week and then yeah. install 10? And you on know, that maybe. one, to be honest with you, I would wait a little longer in iOS 10 because that has been a, a mess of trouble from the, a lot of the people who are doing the betas. Right. But there's some interesting things coming out there. By the way, one thing is that uh, Siri, with Siri, you'll be able to launch third-party applications mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Evernote or... Uh, uh, LinkedIn or one of those other ones coming up. So a big week coming up for Apple next week. Not and, and the iPhone, um, the iPhone Seven. Yep, iPhone uh, Seven. Well, we don't know what it's going to be called, right? <laughs> Whatever. We it. think it's Seven. It could be Six SE. It could be uh-huh. something else. But the next version of the iPhone. Samsung would like to retrieve this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, their yeah. Samsung Seven Note, the Note Seven, uh, had some serious problems with explosions and burning. They're going to retrieve two point. Five million units. Now, is it the phone or the battery? Well, I guess it doesn't matter because the batteries are non-removable, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so what are they going to do? I mean, it's like those, um, those, uh, you know, those hoverboards that were released. It's yes. really the lithium-ion batteries yeah. and the contamination, yep. metallic particles in there, or some foreign, and and they overheat. And lithium-ion is not really a stable did, did, environment. Did you this know, these this. And struck the, me as kind of on the level of the Volkswagen recall. You know? <laughs> well, the good thing and the bad thing, right? Right. Think how many phones they've sold, and think yes. of how many they have to now recall. Oh my oh. lord! Yeah, that's true. But, I was telling you, I, I, uh, last night I was looking at a video of uh, a guy had on YouTube of a uh, showing his phone, and it was a crispy critter. I mean, bubbled up and yeah. bad, and he had had it on the charger, put it on his belt, and all of a sudden, well, and. 
and the point I think that a lot of people made was it's a wonderful phone. Oh yeah. yeah. The problem is it, it explodes. It just it yeah. happens to go. Fire. It gets oh, wonderfully hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a hot phone. All right. Speaking about something hot, let's talk about car service to Ann Arbor coming up with GM's Maven program. We'll be talking in just a minute with Annalisa Bloom, who is the Maven communication manager here on the Internet Advisor. Stick around for a great weekend, a Labor Day weekend show. we got lots of stuff lined up for you, and we'll also be answering your questions in our second hour. Welcome, it's the Internet Advisor, and you are in hour number one of our program. Thank you so much for joining us here on this holiday weekend. Gary Baker, Ed Riddell, and Foster Brown in studio with you. Well, I mentioned beforehand that uh, the press release said Ann Arbor, but I think it extends much further than that, and that is GM's Maven car sharing service. And uh, it was uh, the, the press release I got, Gary, said that the uh, exalted halls of Ann Arbor are going to receive this. But I believe it's much beyond that. And with us to talk about that precisely is uh, Annalisa Bloom, who is the Maven Communications Manager. Annalisa, welcome, and thank you very much for being here. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Now, am I right that this Maven program is the folks in Ann Arbor aren't the only ones to be blessed by this? Right, right. No, we started in Ann Arbor. It was our first uh, place that we started with Maven car sharing. In addition to New York, also has some car sharing applications there as well. But we have three different products, Maven, Maven Residential, and Express Drive, which is offered to Lyft drivers. And right now we're in Ann Arbor, Detroit, New York, Boston, Chicago. Uh, we have Express Drive also in Baltimore, as well as San Francisco and L.A. So we've grown quite rapidly over the past wow. seven months. Wow. Um, just yeah, in seven months? Wow. Yeah, just seven months. We started in January, and to date we have nearly 9 million miles driven with us um, through nearly 6,000 reservations. In Ann Arbor alone, we have um, nearly 2,500 members um, who are using Maven car sharing um, and are finding the benefits of utilizing car sharing through Maven versus mm -hmm. rental or even other car sharing providers. You know, so th there's a lot of people that say, you know, I think I'll probably end up doing this at some point, but how would they go about starting? You know, a lot of people are a little concerned. I got to share a car with someone. Tell us how this all works. There's so many different ways to approach car sharing. And the first way that we did it as being a part of General Motors was starting with new or nearly new cars that you basically utilize by the minute, by the hour, by the day, or by the multiple day, depending on your needs. And then the price flies accordingly. So you download our app, uh, look for Drive Maven on, on your favorite app store. Um, and then the simple, it's a very simple process. We need your driver's license to verify that you are indeed a licensed driver in good standing. We need a credit card because we will have to bill you at some mm -hmm. point. Sure. Um, but basically, that's it. Your reservation is all through the mobile device. And then in addition to that, when you go to approach your vehicle, um, your, your phone acts as the key fob. So there's nothing more to oh. do. You don't have to look up a membership number. You don't have to look up um, or, or use a 1-800 number mm -hmm. to call anyone. It's all through the phone. It's all enabled digitally and through low-energy Bluetooth. So it's all very seamless. Um, in addition, our vehicles that you would be utilizing through Maven are all upper-level, trim-level vehicles. Yeah, I so saw that. Push -button start. Yeah. Yeah, leather seats. And then what I love most about it is that you're bringing your digital life into the car because it has Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. So there's really nothing to learn. Mm -hmm. 
with the um, infotainment system. It looks just like your smartphone. It feels like what you're used to. There's no contacts to download or um, yeah. music to download. It's all very seamless. What, what is the difference between car sharing and simply car rental? I mean, like, you just have a better rental rate, or what? what is the difference? Oh, absolutely. So, so basically, this is rental of all. We've taken all the pain points and all the weirdness out of rental. I, I don't know a single person that has said, like, yeah, rental really works for me because you have to go to an off-site location. It feels weird. You're talking to someone who's trying to sell you something. Mm. Um, gas is not included. Whereas with Maven, um, everything is done through the app. It's seamless. It's on demand. It's, our vehicles are placed in strategic locations, so hopefully they're near you and the access point is really um, easy for you. Mm-hmm. But above all, we pay for gas. We pay for insurance. We don't mind if you're 18 and over, um, so there's no penalty if you're under 25. Everything feels really um, frictionless, and wow, we're providing yeah. that access to the vehicle. So it's fundamental that we're providing access to a vehicle for you for a period of time, whether or not it's a minute, an hour, a day. You know, if you use one way, we're, we're charging you by the minute. If you use regular car sharing, Mason City, um, mm-hmm. it is by the hour. Whereas rental, you're you're prescribed into a very specific time mm-hmm. frame or uh, a very specific vehicle. With Maven, you choose the car. If you want an Escalade, you can rent an Escalade through the wow. app. If you want a Spark, you can get a Spark. Um, so it's, you know the um, the control is all within the user in a very seamless and frictionless way because it's all through your phone, which which you already know. Yep. Yep. So how do I find the f- how do I find the cars? I download the <laughs> app, and and you'll tell me where yeah. the cars are? Absolutely. So when you download the app, and that's really the best way to see what vehicle is available by you, because everything is so dynamic and on-demand. Um, we're placing more cars. We're bringing different vehicles into locations. So, uh, you know, for Ann Arbor Moving Day, we heightened up our SUVs. Oh, yes. Whereas now that we're getting into more college life, it's going. you're going to see some SUVs, but you also see Bolt, you'll see Cruises, you'll see Malibus. So we have a very dynamic car park, um, and we're always increasing our, um, you know, we're looking for more parking spaces throughout Ann Arbor and Detroit in particular. Uh-huh. Um, so the best way to do that is to look in the app, and it will tell you within your proximity what's available to you on the closest lot, or if perhaps you mm-hmm. only want SUVs. You would see that directly in the app, and then you touch the um, vehicle location to then reserve the car. I um, love it. So it's very, very intuitive. Now, you have, to, you have to go to the car, then. It doesn't come to you like an Uber or a Lyft, something like that. In Chicago, we're partnering with a company called Zerk, where oh. we have on-demand valet. In oh. Ann Arbor, you still have to physically walk to the car at this point. So... Can I mean, I'm assuming that if I go on to the app and I say, oh, there's a car available, I could rent mm-hmm. that within minutes. Absolutely. It's all on demand. It, uh, since everything is through um, the application, it's not like you're waiting for an advisor to approve or to shuffle things around. Wow. Um, it's all through the application, and our IT team spends a lot of time um, finessing that. We've gone over... Uh, we just had the count. I want to say we had over 300 changes. Um, we we modify and improve our app every two weeks, um, just learning from our users and trying to better the experience, but also the pace of technological change is so fierce. Um, oh, yes. And our team, that's one of the great things about being in GM 
is because we are able to leverage talent from OnStar, General Motors, IT. Yeah. Um, so we're the separate startup, but in a lot of ways, we have so many advantages because we can just tap the talent. I was, then if we have a problem or we need to escalate, yeah. we just grab the IT team and run. I, I, uh, I'm familiar with the OnStar Center down in the Rensen in Detroit, mm-hmm. which is like a, it's like entering, entering NASA when you go in there. It's fascinating, that whole floor. <laughs> but I thought that's, you, really people is. who are using ma- the Maven service have that as well. They access that in terms of the services of OnStar, which is really cool. Okay, so the, uh, the website they would go to would be maven, M-A-V-E-N.com, and we'll have more information online uh, with our show notes after the program. Program. And uh, the prices I see here start like at $6 an hour or $48 for a day, but they could change also depending on the vehicle that you're renting, right? Absolutely. Everything's sliding. And if you go to our website, which is drivemaven.com, um, you'll see the sliding scale. And again, the best way to do it is through the app because um, as we yep. are being dynamic in the market, um, the prices may change, but to date, like if you were grabbing a Spark in Ann Arbor at seven bucks or forty nine dollars a day, or if you needed a Tahoe because you wanted to get one last little getaway to Grand Haven this week, like I'm sure most people are trying to right. fill that in. Um, you know, it's a little more the bigger car, sure. but, but we're still paying for insurance. We're still paying for gas. Yeah. Um, and you're paying for all the amenities inside the vehicle, oh, including wow. 4G LTE wireless. Um, and as you said before, OnStar, not only just the safety piece, but the concierge service. If you needed reservations, uh, if you needed help, making phone calls on the drive, your uh, OnStar advisor is you every step. I love it. One last question, at least, because I know for some people, getting to the airport, uh, Gary, you, you travel yep. a fair amount. Yes. Do, can you use one of these services to get you to the airport and just leave the car there, or is there, do you have to have yeah. a way of getting Oh, really? Oh. We just launched this in Ann Arbor and a few spots in Detroit. It's called Maven City One Way. And what One Way is, is you pick it up at the location in Ann Arbor, and then you drive yourself to Quick Park, um, the off-site parking at uh, Detroit yep. Metro Airport. Oh, wow. And you only pay for the minute that you utilize. So oh, as opposed to getting an Uber or a Lyft or getting a taxi or bus service or even paying for parking for your own vehicle, it cost me about seven dollars and fifty cents to go from Ann Arbor to Detroit Metro Airport. Oh no! I dropped off the car and then <laughs> I left it there. Right? It didn't. It, oh, it was my. there for someone else. Oh my goodness! I just think of all the money that I've spent over the years, you know, getting yeah. out to the airport and then alone parking, <laughs> and, and least... then I and then I can reserve it for when I come back in. T- yeah. From okay. Oh wow! This is fantastic. And, and, and Lisa, we're run out of, run out of time here, but I, I know there's much more to talk about with this. And Lisa Bloom is, has been with us. She is the uh, Maven Communication Manager. We will have more to follow up with on our homepage. We're going to keep on following this story. It's absolutely fascinating. Thanks to you and to GM and to the Maven program. And Lisa, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Can't wait to hear your Maven story. As uh, sometimes my kids, we kid around, we say, don't say I never give you nothing. Uh, the folks at uh, Maven, uh, Annalisa, before she uh, rang off with us, gave us a special discount code uh, just for today for those of you who would like to try out the Maven um, car service, their car sharing service, GM's Maven car uh, sharing service. I take this down, and I'll put it on our, our homepage. I'm, I, I'm, I have to tell you, I can't, I forget, she didn't tell me exactly how long this is going to last, but this code works now. And the code is Labor Day 16, Labor Day 16. So if you want to try out the uh, Maven service, 
go on, look for it, maven.com. Yeah. yeah, go for it. And you got a code there as well. Now, Gary, uh, in the past, we've had uh, Doug Song yep. on the show with us. Uh, who started Duo Security. Right. And uh, he's somebody that uh, I know that you've worked with and that security is something that's near and dear to your heart. And you, as, as somebody who works with uh, networks, is also very much involved in dealing with security as well. N- not so much anymore in my previous position, but yeah, you know, we still get involved. Okay, so you know the issue with companies of the weakest link. Well, our best resource is also our weakest link, and that's our our human resources, the people that uh, work for us. Uh, And it's not just, uh, you know... The big companies. It's not a small companies. It's it's it seems to be hitting everybody pretty universally. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's That's... not that the people are dumb. I mean, they just do. They're they're either overworked or exactly. they're or they're used to doing repetitive actions like opening emails. Oh, it looks like a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Double click, and and it's the social engineering that's just. And there's and the. The con men are are so oh, good yeah. today. Yeah. You know, they say, "Oh, this is from your boss." Ooh, I better open that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I, I love the press release they put out from Duo Security Starts Up. It says it's often thought that the largest target for scams is our elderly population, but increasingly, even tech savvy millennials are becoming the victims of cyber attacks. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Duo Security has done, and we have with us on the line right now, Jordan Wright, he's an R&D engineer with Duo Security, is to come up with a, a, um, a piece of software that does, it kind of probes companies to see just how savvy they and their employees are. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us here on the holiday weekend. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Tell us about the software that was developed and how you folks at Duo Security have used it with companies and what some of the results are that you found. Well, sure. Absolutely. So the idea behind the tool that's called Duo Insight is that it gives organizations a free, really quick way to measure their exposure to phishing. So oftentimes before we figure out, you know, is phishing something that is a problem for our organization, we need to test it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Duo Insight does. So uh, with just a few simple clicks, you know, organizations can go uh, set up a customized campaign that they want to run against employees and against users uh, and then launch it and start seeing results pouring in in real time. Uh, and the results have been pretty incredible. You know, so far since we've launched back uh, in early August, uh, late July, we've had over 400 companies use the tool. Uh, and we've sent out well over 12,000 uh, fake phishing emails. Wow. Uh, and so in that process, we've, we've seen 31% of these users are, are clicking on the links in the emails, Ouch. which at that point, it, it's game over. You know, oh, I've uh, been involved with a couple of different companies now where um, there's been a request, uh, really a, an effort to try to make uh, phishing awareness education uh, mandatory for all of our employees. And people have said, oh, come on, we don't really need to do that. We would never <laughs> click on something that uh, isn't appropriate. And mm. um, this tool, uh, is, but your, your results using this tool has been pretty consistent across <laughs> all these companies, hasn't it? Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head. You know, too often we have users that say, either I won't click a phishing link or even worse, I won't be the one who gets phished. You know, it's, right. I'm, yes. not, I'm not yes. a part of the, the biggest companies or I'm not in a position where I think I'm going to get fished, you know, where that's one of the biggest myths that we see around phishing is this idea that I won't be targeted, especially with threats like ransomware starting to come about where that makes everyone a target, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've seen some C-level execs 
uh, fall for it. And uh, in one case, it was a true phishing attack, and it was send this check to this particular you know company and address uh, sent from the oh, CEO. Right. Yes, yes. And uh, the CFO said, "Okay, cut the check." And somebody you know back in the controller's office kind of went, nah, "I'm not sure." And they checked it out, and it really wasn't. And Aye. part of the problem is when you do work on your mobile phone. You can't always see the link yes. um, that you would see if you were sitting on a computer. And that's kind of increased the instance of uh, a phishing, hasn't it? You're absolutely right. You know, we have uh, a couple of key issues, uh, the mobile phones being one of them, right? You have to hold down over the link in order for it to hopefully right. pop up and show you where you're going to go. But even then, you know, sometimes we see domains being used that are just maybe one letter off. Or instead of the letter right. M, you know, they may use an R and an N right next to one another so it looks like an M. Mm-hmm. Where if you're not really key and really looking at every single link, you know, it's so easy to have one slip through the cracks and which can result in an entire organization being breached. Is there anything, guys, I, I, in your years of dealing with uh, users and Gary, you as well, Jordan, is there anything that we can, you know, kind of hmm, sniff out right away that, that would cause us to be suspicious quickly? To, to what's going on here. Well, obviously, the spelling mistakes. Spelling mistakes. But, you know, okay. but they're getting much better at that. Yeah, they are. Right. Um, Dear madam or sir. Grammar mistakes are disappearing. There used to be, you know, the old Nigerian sweatshops and some of the Eastern European ones, you could tell that the, the grammar was awful. You, know, you knew right away that it was not somebody who spoke English normally. Yeah, and some of these are... are very, very good today, aren't they, Jordan? They are. You know, and, and we talk about spelling mistakes. We talk about the appearance of emails. And really what we're seeing attackers do is they're taking the easy way out and they're just copying existing emails. So say I go to uh, my account on Google and I do a password reset. I'm just going to copy that email they sent me, and that's what I'm going to use to do phishing. You know, because I know they've put they've put a lot of resources into making sure that email looks legitimate and is clicked on. Uh, and so that's, that's a really big problem that we're starting to see pop up. Fortunately, um, there are technologies in place where we can try to prevent this stuff from hitting the inbox a lot, um, but they're not being adopted so much. So we're going to have some uh. follow-up reports showing the adoption rates of these kind of stuff because it's tricky to set up. It's not the easiest thing. And so we're still relying on that human factor, which is always going to have holes. You know, it's always going to have um, – it's always going to be the weakest link, as well- was mentioned. We're talking with Jordan Wright, who is a uh, research and development engineer at Duo Security. Uh, talk a little bit more about adoption, because that really seems to be, as you said, the weakest link. You can do all the great programming on your end to surface these issues, but to get the companies, and Gary, you've dealt with the corporation at the corporate levels with mm-hmm. these things. What does it take to, to get them to use it? I'm thinking of some companies, uh, what was the ones, was like Sony who had been given warnings and, and ignored them, or Tar- wasn't it Target that had been also given warnings? and they just kept blundering on. Yeah, well, you know, right. you know, it's right. it's interesting because a lot of the big companies now they've got a they've got a fairly large staff, and you can start to get your arms around some of these uh, phishing emails as they come in. Try to get them, uh, try to catch them at the at the gateway, basically. Um, small companies, how do they do it? They yeah. always have no chance. Good question, Jordan. What are you? What's your experience? That's a great question, and so something that I've started recommending to companies is to almost focus, you know, still address this idea of 
how many people click the links. That's something that with regular training, um, you know, regular tests like with Duo Insight, you can start to see that number drop. But there's another metric that I encourage companies to look at and really hit on hard, and that's the number of people who report the emails to security. So think about this mm. scenario where even if just one person clicks on the email, if no one reports it, then it goes unnoticed. Yes. You know, this is an attacker that can be on the system. No one knows about it. But even if you know, 20, 30, 50 people click on the mm-hmm. link, as long as it's reported, these small companies who have people who can respond to these events at least can be able to get their arms around it. You know, one of my biggest, um, excuse me, Jordan, for butting in here, but one of my biggest complaints has been when I've gotten these kind of things is it's very hard for me to find somebody to send it to, like if it came through Hotmail. Mm-hmm. How do I get this to their their security? It, in other words, they've made it very difficult for somebody who wants to conscientiously say, hey, I found a bed bug. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you remember, um, it doesn't happen so much anymore. But when we were first starting to talk about viruses and malware, and and people would send them to us, oh, and yes. they would send, uh, and they say, "We think this is a virus, is Ed, it? Is this a virus? <laughs> Remember that, Ed? You, you were the ones who no, talked about that, right? Oh yeah, us. it has yeah. to happen all the time. Don't send it to me. I don't want it. I don't want that snake. Yeah. Oh dear. But I, I I will also say I think part of the problem is that you've got to also I agree with you, Justin. By the way, that you've got to be or Jordan rather that you've got to be able to report these things. So. Maybe Make it clear where the sheriff is. So is this a service that Duo offers? Uh, currently, as far as setting up the reporting and, and letting that communication happen, that's not in the product yet. Okay. Um, I can't speak too much to the timeline, but this is a very key thing that we want to try to tackle. Um, and there's really two sides of it. The first part is, as mentioned, where do I report these? How do I report these? Yeah. But the other problem that we see is that users may be afraid. Maybe they just click the link and they're scared they're going to get in trouble. Oh, I got you. And th- this is something that we're trying to really encourage is this needs to be a collaborative environment. We're all in this together, right? Yes, Our, yeah. You know, everyone has a yep. stake in seeing the, the company succeed. And so security needs to have that really open relationship of rewarding the people who report the phishing emails because that's really the only way to get users to open up and be really transparent so that these things can be tackled together. Excellent, excellent point. Thank you so much, by the way, for being with us. Jordan Wright, R&D engineer at Duo Security. Hats off to you folks for Duo Insight, your software, and let's hope that this continues to develop and if Absolutely. more and more people take this very, very seriously. Have a great Labor Day weekend, Jordan. Thank you, y'all too. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. And when we come back, Mr. Mike Brennan will be with us. We'll be talking about MI Tech News headlines and about a special event coming up that he's going to share with us as well. It's time for us to introduce the man of the hour at this particular time of the hour, Mr. Mike Brennan, the editor of MI Tech News. Mike, thank you very much for stopping by to give us some idea of the headlines that you're going to be sharing with us. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity, Foster. Let's talk about some of the interesting things that you're talking about with MI Tech News, which, folks, by the way, he not only looks at what's going on in the world around us of technology and entrepreneurship, but also digs in a little deeper to things that are going on closer to home here in Michigan. But let's start a big, uh, if you will, arena, and that is something that's happened to Samsung in a unfortunately very big way with their newest product. Yeah, the uh, Galaxy Note 7, and the funny thing is, I haven't upgraded my phone for four years 
and now I upgraded to the Galaxy Note 7, and I oh. got a burner, oh, quite no. literally. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the, uh, they haven't announced it yet, but, but I've been reading press reports coming out of South Korea, which are saying that they're going to have to recall all the Note 7s they've sold so far, and I think that's several hundred thousand units, well, no, including so I, mine. One figure I said was like the total thing is both the ones that are sold and the ones that are in the pipeline, it's like 2.5 million units. Uh, that's, yeah, that's bad. That's going to be, that's, that's, that's a hard one to swallow when you're a company oh, when this Lord. is, because these things are 850 bucks a piece. I know that. There, there is more than some ca- computers that are out there. I was just stunned by that, and it, it had to. And I saw a little video, by the way, of one of them. Uh, the guy was not trying to, you know, down badmouth them, but just showing his burnt up Note Seven. Said I had it for two weeks, and I took it off the charger, put it on my belt, and then suddenly kapow! And this is what happened. And it was a crispy critter. Ugh. Oh yeah, and those those lithium batteries—they're—they're they're really burners, you know. Oh so. boy, that's Excedrin headache number well seven in this particular case. But good news yeah. going on out there's some interesting things developing in West Michigan that you pointed to. Some recent college graduates from I think Hope College out there have yep. developed a drone, but this one is going to hold its nose and go underwater. Yeah, yeah, that's what caught my attention right away because, as you know, we cover a lot of drones, and uh, I'm aware that there have been others, but they're usually very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. This one's small. Uh, It's really easy to use. It's modular construction. It's priced under $600. And, in quote, I interviewed the young men uh, that were involved in the, and they're all, they just all just graduated from Hope College. I saw that, And, uh... So they got a Kickstarter campaign trying to raise $150,000 to go into commercial production. And as of Friday morning, they were at 120, so they're well on their way. Oh, that's excellent. Um, and it's it's really cool. It, it goes as deep as 100 feet. Um, for those people that want the diving experience without the risk, oh, there yes. you go. Yes, or as a companion when they're diving. Oh, all sorts of applications. Fascinating, and it's coming out of the state of Michigan. Let's take a a quick touch at one before we talk about an event coming up, and that is a report that came out about the state of the state, and apparently Michigan residents were feeling pretty good about where our state is in terms of technology. Yeah, Michigan State University economist Charles Ballard did the survey and he was interviewed by Michael Rogers at the Small Business Association of Michigan, one of our content partners. And uh, 59% of those who responded said the, the current financial situation, I can do this, is either <laughs> excellent or good. And only 30% said fair, and the rest of them are in between. So, I mean, people are, and that's it. I mean, if you look at the economy, two-thirds of the economy is the consumer. Mm-hmm. So if the consumer feels confident in the consumer spending money, the, econ- the economy is going to go up, and vice versa. So this is really good news. Absolutely. So, folks, as you can see, we got some bad news for Samsung on a if you will, a worldwide scale, but getting back down to our fair state of Michigan, some interesting things that are being developed, and also the uh, kind of a putting a finger on the pulse of the state. That's the kind of thing you'll find with MI Tech News. How do you get to it? It's very simply. Go to MITechnews.com, put your email address in there, and free for nothing, you will get a report uh, twice a week, Wednesdays, you'll get the uh, report that has audio content in it uh, from the so- other sources like uh, IT and the D and our program, the M Squared TechCast that Mike does, well, along with 
Matt, and um, and and some other exciting things coming up there. And then on Fridays, you'll get these kind of headlines that'll give you a little more insight into what's going on around our state and the nation as well. And again, you can go to internetadvisor.net, scroll down the page to Mike's smiling face, and you can uh, subscribe there as well, all with just your email address. Hey, Mike, before you leave, I know there's another thing coming up, and that is an Elevate Now event, one of them that's put on by a contact of yours, Terry Bean. Yeah, Terry runs the Motor City Connect Group. He's been doing that for uh, close to a decade. Actually, I think he is celebrating his 10th anniversary this year. But uh, he's really, uh, he's like the networker extraordinaire. And uh, he's got together with six other networkers extraordinaire. And they're putting together their Elevate program on September 14th at Automation Alley. In the afternoon includes lunch. And uh, these are going to be a bunch of speakers telling you how to uh, do success, authenticity, leadership, social media, culture, improv, sales, everything that everybody, particularly entrepreneurs, need to know how to navigate because that's how you make, if you've got a great idea, great product, mm-hmm. great service, you've still got to market it, right? Yep, right and, exactly. and, and And they're going to show you how to do that. So, that's I mean, I would highly recommend this. Terry is one of our content partners. I've known him forever. Uh, I think he's been on your show. Oh yeah, and right. so great event. You can you can uh, register for it if you come to my website. Uh, also, you can just go directly to uh, Elevate Now event and uh, register there. I think it's only sixty five dollars. It includes lunch. So what the heck, right? Sounds good. And by the way, the emphasis there is practical help for small businesses to get themselves into the game and, and or elevate their game, if you will. Mike, thanks so much. We'll enjoy this uh, Labor Day weekend, and we'll talk with you again coming up soon here on the Internet Advisor. All right. Thanks very much, Foster. Take care. It's been a big week, uh, as you can hear, with our friend Mike Brennan, but it's also been a big week internationally, guys. Uh, maybe wrap up this hour talking about the really big show. You know, you talk about... Um the uh, what, what's the one in January? Uh, com, com, not Comdex. Uh, what's it called? The um, one in Las Vegas. Uh, CMS. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, CMS. CMS. Computer. Okay. Yep. Well, there's one going on in Berlin right now called IFA. Yeah. And uh, Ed, you saw something there that caught your eye: a, a very limber notebook. <laughs> it is the Lenovo um, <laughs> Create Pad. So it's a Lenovo. What is it? About eleven or thirteen inches. Um, Four hundred ninety-nine dollars. Um, and it has the watch band, the Lenovo, um, uh, like hinge. Wa- uh, yeah, hinge so that you can fold it a whole, almost an entire 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. But what's neat is that the, 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 the keyboard is actually the cover and it's like a, um, it's made by Gravis. So it's actually a Gravis pad. So if you've ever seen those people, What's a Gravis pad? so you ever see those people like, uh, um, artists that mm-hmm. have a very, uh, it's like a touchpad, but it's, but it's 11 inches large. So artists can use it. Oh, uh, like to, a, for drawing. Like a tablet to draw on. Yes. Yeah. Well, like a Wacom tablet, right? Wacom. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. What did I say? You said Gravis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it is a, it's a, it's a Wacom. I'm sorry. Okay. So what happens is when you open it up then, you actually look, it looks like two screens. Yes. And on the bottom where the keyboard should be, it's a virtual screen. You can have a keyboard, a virtual keyboard rather. Or. Or. Or it could be used for, you know, an artist for writing or, scratch or, or sketching or anything. Absolutely and true. and what's nice is that if you're right-handed, you could flip it over and the screen flips automatically for you. Oh, so nice. it works for left-handed people or right-handed I people. I love it. See, I need that being left-handed. So. Oh, that, and it's $499. That's what yeah. blew my mind. I hope this gets going. 
And that's only one product in all of the 25 halls in Berlin where this is taking place. So there's a lot of products coming out. There's one more. In the next hour, we're going to tell you about, if you love drones, this little one's called the Jet Jet Ultra. And I'll tell you more about it when we come back in this next hour. By the way, this next hour is a time when you get to call in with your questions. That's right. You get to call 800-859-0957. And Eric Dorsch, our, our faithful engineer who's juggling grenades back there behind the glass, will be helping to answer the phone calls as well. That's 800-859-0957. Give us a call. It's a great weekend to do that and get your answers. 800-859-0957, hour two of the Internet Advisor. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, theinternetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, podcastdetroit.com. Now let's get back to the second hour of the Internet Advisor. Thank you for joining us on a beautiful Labor Day weekend. My name is Foster Brown, the producer and co-host of the program, along with Gary Baker and Ed Rudell. And this hour is your hour. That's right. That's the hour that we open up the phone lines. And as Gary and I have been doing for going on 18 years now, we want you to call with your questions so we can take a crack at answering them. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. That's 800-859-0957. Let us hear from you. Thanks once again for joining us here. I'm Foster Brown. Gary Baker and Ed Rodell are in the house here. And Ed, this is uh, you've been our silent partner so far. We're going to have to get you going here. I know that. Uh, yeah, I know. I've, I've been doing lots of little reading and <laughs> stuff. I had to remember some specs that, you know, for one of our callers that's coming up. Oh, so. good. Okay. He's been doing research behind the scenes. That's his excuse. <laughs> but I want to I want to acknowledge Eric Dorsch, our engineer, who is also our screener today. He's been doing a great job for us in getting uh, phone calls lined up. And we've got uh, three folks on the line right now we're going to start getting into immediately. Here's the phone number, 800-859-0957. First up, hey, Harold, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How can we help you? Ah, uh, yes. I'm uh, interested in converting my uh, mechanical hard drive to uh, a solid state. Oh, excellent. Lots of reasons to do that. Yes, I have that on my laptop, and uh, if anybody is interested, get a refurbished uh, new one uh, with a solid state. It saves you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, get a refurbished laptop, and then, oh, yeah, and, right, and right. then with a solid state. Yes, because, yeah. I mean, that's what I did with my wife's laptop, which is now seven years old, and last year it was six years old, and it was really starting to show its age. It was running Windows 7. I was able to update it to Windows 10, but before that, I, it was just so slow. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to rebuild it, and, and so I put a solid-state drive in there, and man, was it fast. It really picked up speed. But there are some precautions you have to do. Okay. Like if you copy the operating system from, if I made a clone of her hard drive. Mm-hmm. And exact and when, copy of everything is on the drive. Yes, and I copied it, but you cannot really do that. You shouldn't do that unless you take some precautions afterwards, such as you have to tell Windows that you have a solid state drive, so it limits the number of writes to that 
drive because remember solid state drives use a use a NAN flash technology like those little flash drives mm-hmm. you have and and if Windows continuously tries to do like a defragmenter once a day or twice a day oh. you don't need to defrag a a, a solid-state solid state hard drive no. because there's no mechanical motion. So you have to disable that. Otherwise, your drive will probably die in like four months. Oh, I didn't know. Because it has a certain limited number of... Read writes. Read it's writes. like 10,000 or, you know, or, or 100,000, 50,000 writes. I, I don't remember the number. Wow. But if I had a 250 gigabyte solid-state drive, you can really only write to it 900 terabytes. After At that point, the drive is useless because you, you've exceeded that's, the number of read writes Boy, that that's drive. very important. So it's not magical. You And, and, and you and, can and, instruct and, it, though. You can instruct it. Right. So there's some steps you do when you clone a hard drive. But if you install a fresh operating system and you follow the manufacturer's instructions like with windows 7 windows 8 or windows Mm -hmm. 10 microsoft will identify that oh this is a solid state drive and it will automatically disable those features like defrag and stuff okay harold Harold, what what was your question on this well uh i'm uh i've been having a lot of trouble with my uh mechanical hard drive Mm -hmm. and uh, i wanted to change it over but I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to take it in and have it done. So there should be no problems that way. Uh, yeah, yeah that's true. And But you ask them to, um, um, if are they going to clone it? Or what? Do you, how do you going to, you, do you want everything from the old one moved to the new? Correct. Okay. okay. And some people, hopefully they do. They, they should, most mom and pop shops should know this. But just to tell them, that, uh, are you going to make the modifications to your Windows operating system so my my uh, solid state drive doesn't prematurely die. And and, and as an example, you want to tell them you have to disable the automatic defrag. Right, right. Well, uh, I'm thinking about taking it to one of the uh, stores that's on your... uh Oh yeah, but still, oh, you know, yeah, right. you know, you're the consumer, and yes. I right. would still tell just him that. Just, just yeah. mention it. Yeah. You know, my yeah. wife goes, "Why do you look for trouble like that?" I'm like, <laughs> "Because I don't want trouble in four months." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, what uh, what Harold's referring to and is available not on today's program yet because I haven't loaded the full uh, show notes in. But after every program, we load the full notes in, and at the very bottom, you'll notice that we have "Welcome to Our Network Affiliates," and then on the right hand side, there's something that says "Trusted Local." computer repair shops and this nerdy guy and uh, if you click on that you will get a list of the shops that you folks have recommended to us you've gone to shane or you've gone on to livonia um to uh, pc gladiator or one of those or toledo one of those places and you've gotten good service and you've recommended it we put those shops in there for you. And, and Harold, call us back when you're done with this. We'd yes. like to know how it turned out and how right. we hopefully your computer will be, you know, like brand new out of the box. It just runs so great, you know, it's just gonna be yeah, so I much know. faster. Uh, Love the laptop I found that out. Good, good. Oh, good for you. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Harold. Thank you so much for being with us and for sharing that on this holiday weekend. Yeah. That really helps people like Harold to call in yep. that um, have good advice. Yep. And when you share your success stories or you know things that uh, or places that have worked for you, some shops that have worked for you, boy, that helps so many other people. And that's where I'm just delighted to be part of WJR and this broadcast empire that's been here for my goodness, most of the history of broadcasting WJR at 760 AM has been uh, commanding the airwaves around here and helping people in many, many different states and Canadian provinces. So that advice goes far and wide. You never know whose ears that's going to be landing on. Let me give you the phone number again. That's 800-859-0957. Helen, we'll be back with you in just a minute. And Joe from Livonia, you too. We've got some other folks on the line. The number is 800 800- 
859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. Back to answer more of your questions on this holiday weekend. Thanks for joining us here on Hour 2 of the Internet Advisor. Thank you once again for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. Our phone number, 800-859-0957. I promised at the end of the last hour to talk about something that appeared in Berlin. And, Gary, you were like 25 different exhibit halls, I think. That's there? right, yeah. That's so they might be small. You know, it could be like a restroom. As, <laughs> no, these are good-sized halls. There's a lot of technology over there coming out of there. I, I was at the... Um, Frankfurt Auto Show, and oh, that's yeah. spread across huge halls, but, you know, 15 of them or something, uh, and it's amazing. It's called IFA, and it's yep. in Berlin, and it goes everything from uh, computers to refrigerators that's right. and all the technology in between. One that I talked about, Ed, and you looked up online, I, I was fascinated by, is called the Jet Jet Ultra. It's a $129 drone that apparently mm-hmm. is built to be really simple to use, and it's got a camera in it as well. Excellent. And you don't have to have a li- an FAA license, apparently. Because it only goes so high, yep. and you only need yep. a license after... Up 400, to 400 feet. Yeah, 400, after 400 feet. You, yeah, after 400 feet. But it's, uh, it's fascinating. It has to be line of sight. I don't know how you can guarantee you're going to see it. That's true. I better have the blinking lights on the bottom. That's true. <laughs> in any case, that's kind of a, a one of the many neat things that came out of that, if you want to just uh, kind of take a look at that. Okay, let's go to Helen. Helen, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Thanks so much for giving us a call. I'm sorry, Joanne, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I don't know why I called you Helen. Joanne, are you with us? Hello. Hey, Eric, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this on hold. I may have, she may have been utterly insulted by my calling her the, by the wrong name. But she had some interesting response there to the experience that she had had uh, getting some advice from Ed. Right. She, okay, well, I'm make sure she got time. back. I think she got, we got it. Okay. Hello. Hi, this is Foster. Welcome to the show. Hi, are you on the air? Yes, I am. Okay. This is Joanne. Joanne. Joanne from- Right, from Warren. I just My wanted God. to call and thank you because about three weeks ago I called you about uh, I thought I had been scammed because uh, my computer locked up and then there's, you know, call this number. Yeah. You cannot, uh, you know, all that much of stuff. It looked like it was a message from Microsoft. So I called the number and, of course, it cost me money to get uh, get my money and get my computer fixed. Yep, it was rans- uh, It was an- essentially ransomware, what you ran into. Yeah, well, you advised me to call my credit card company and I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to be able to do anything. They wanted me to call the vendor and I said, I don't want to talk to the vendor. They got oh, them on yeah. the line but they did a three-way conversation and it took a little doing, but did get them uh, to uh, uh, take the uh, uh, the charge off of my charge. Also, you suggested I go to see Shane. Yes, Shane Hamlin, Comtech, right. mm-hmm. Which I did. He removed everything that they had put on, and Excellent. I'm home free. I love that. I <laughs> you know, love that. that. That's so good because, you know, yep. you feel so bad, like, oh, I've been taken. And you just feel awful about it. And I've I've dealt with a lot of people that have, that have run across this, even relatives of mine, and it's just mm. awful. I'm like, call the credit card company. They'll work well. With you see, the other thing is, they put me on, they gave me like an 18-month uh, security contract, and I kept thinking, well, when this 18 months is up, what are they going to do? Lock up my computer again and charge me some more money, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's the scam. <laughs> you got it. You're very smart about that. <laughs> oh. 
I, I really, you know, I really want to commend you because at the time that you you called, I thought, I hope this poor dear lady doesn't think I'm beating up on her when I, you know, reacted no, no. to you getting. I was her... glad to hear what you said. But... I, I, I I gotta say, with the charge card company and the the other vendor, I did kind of play the age old lady card. Good, <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you earned it. You've earned it. Work it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love it. I just wanted to uh, call and thank you very much. Well, I'm so glad. Advice. And I advise yeah. anybody to go to see Shane at 19 and Shaner Comptech. Yeah. They're very good. Excellent. Well, that's a great recommendation. And thank you so much for calling back and for sharing that, Joanne. We'll have Shane in here on what? Next week, I think. Yes. Next week. I think he's coming yeah. back in next week. You know, what I like about that is, and Ed, I think you were the ones, or we, we've done this over the years, we said kind of, you got to go back to the credit card company. What I find interesting is, and I don't Gary, does it make sense to you that they made her stay on the line and they did a three-way with the I've company? I've never heard that, um, yeah, me but uh, it worked for her. Good well, for it was her. probably because of the 18-month contract. If it was a one-time oh, charge, right. she probably oh. could have disputed it, but because there was probably an 18-month contract, yeah, that, that, that you know, a little more complicated, I would imagine. Well, I, Speculation. Smart. I, I, smart she is cagey. I love that. We're going to have to come up with another Joanne badge, maybe. We have an Alice badge. Now we're going to have to come up with a Joanne badge for doing that. I love that. Great moxie for doing that kind of thing. Congratulations to you. And, and I'm so glad that the advice we gave is something that can help you. So, by the way, just as, as a small footnote here, if you have been caught, like Joanne, and, and you you spent the money, don't despair. It, it's not all over. You can get help. And, and she fought through it and got her money back. And in addition to that, was able to get a computer that was completely clean as well. And by the way, Shane is coming in next week. We'll, we'll talk to him about that experience as well. Okay, let's go back to our phone lines. And Joe from Livonia, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for taking the call. Got a couple of questions in regards to the website and podcasting and mm-hmm. download uh, of what am I downloading to get podcast off the App Store. Um, when I sit there and I click on the App Store uh, logo at the top of the page, mm-hmm. uh, your page, it moves to the top like it's going into the URL bar, but nothing else happens. Hmm. When I sit there and I click on Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, especially Podcast Detroit, mm-hmm. it only has up to show 1621. Yes. Yes. We oh, had two two things, Joe. Let me back up for a second. Just and you're you're right. We did not know this, but discovered that uh we here we had thought that a lot of the content from our shows was being put up almost automatically on Podcast Detroit, and it was not. And I, I have to take the blame for that. I uh, was, Well, I'm telling your disturbing. mommy. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm in the process of correcting that right now, and hopefully within the next week or so, I will have sent them all of the past programs so that you can go on to Podcast Detroit and get it. Now, I, let, let's go step back, though, because every week I publish the podcast through iTunes. Right. So you should be able to get the podcast through, you know, subscribe to iTunes and get it through iTunes. Can't, right. But am I going through iTunes or am I going through the app store to get an app to do that? No, you would go through iTunes, I believe, uh, to get that. Yeah. You just subscribe yes. to the iTunes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now yep. on the top, there is a, there is a WJR um, a banner up there, of course, that, that you know, for... Um, that, that that points to the App Store that has nothing to do with the iTunes publication or our podcast. Yeah, exactly. You would get our- okay. So in other words, you're saying that the WJR thing 
is all would allow me to listen to you live when I'm out and about. Yes, Correct. exactly. And it would also allow you. It's it's really beautiful the way that it works. We're not connected to it directly because of a number of things. But in any case, that's also where you can hear, for instance, some of the podcasts for other programs here, like you know the Frank Beckman show mm-hmm. or um, okay. So Mayo when I Mitchell. go to the app store, mm-hmm. try and download the app. The only thing that I can find is something called Aircast Incorporated, mm-hmm. and yeah. that only gives me a calendar which is dated. The most recent date is 2013. Yeah. What I would suggest: How do you get podcasts, Gary? Do you use the Apple Podcast app? Um, I do that sometimes, and uh, I just go to the um, uh, to the podcast itself. Yeah, at the and just bo- play it through the uh, browser. Right. And at the bottom of our page, by the way, if you go all the way down to the bottom of our page, right. just, just above the comments, you'll see a little arrow down there where you can actually click on and listen to the program there. If you go to the end of that line there, it shows, it says, hide player, play and pop or download. And you can click on the download there and you can download the entire show from our Internet Advisor Podcast. That's in the okay, show notes. So what when I'm I, trying to do is I'm trying to access programs that I have missed. Okay, and uh, that would the be the one from last week is still not online. Are you aware of that? No, it should be. I just put I was put up. Okay, because I click on it and I get the OAVA not again. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I put. <laughs> All right, that. I'm going to try it. I don't <laughs> <do> it. <laughs> yeah, because I just downloaded it Tuesday when it became available. Yeah, because we had the uh, Gary Burns third degree burns on. Yes, that's, that's right. When I sent him that link, uh, so exactly. I I do know that the link at least worked Tuesday from our site. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah the whole thing is up there. I'm looking at it right now. As a matter of fact, that was the one I was looking at when I said download. So Joe, you could go to um, the show from last week, which is the podcast 1643 August 26th. Right. When I clicked on. Okay. And, and that's when I get the uh, podcast 1643 back mm-hmm. to school. Yep. But I get the Oeve picture mm-hmm. and I scroll down from there. All the way to the bottom. Okay. And at the very bottom, yeah. bef- before you see the column, you know, the box that says leave a reply, just above that, you'll see a, it's a rather thin line that it says there uh, podcast 1643 and it gives the date, it, title, etc gives the full length of time, and then it... At the, at the, oh, okay. I, I was so small, I didn't even see it. Yeah, I know. It's, I don't know why they do that. It drives me absolutely batty that they do that. The other thing you can do, by the way, and that's why I asked Gary what he uses for... what Do you, do you listen to podcasts regularly, Ed? No, I do not. Okay. You can use, for instance, uh, Apple has the uh, podcast... Um, if you're on an iPhone, it has the podcast. Well, I've got uh-huh. an iPad... Pro. I don't okay. have a phone. Okay. Well, but Apple... It'll still work. Yeah, yeah it'll still work. Has its own podcast app that you can use, and then you would just go through the store, the iTunes store, and look for, uh, I think it's called Internet Advisor Feed. I think it's called. Okay, the word well, feed I've, is on I've the end of it. Internet Advisor, and, and nothing came up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't like wildcards. You have to put that last one in there, which I think you're right, Foster. I think it is feed or... Yeah. Is it Internet Advisor Show? Boy, I think all of our memories are failing. Yeah, I know. But anyway, you can get it there. The other thing you can do is this. I use an, an another, matter of fact, I prefer another podcast aggregator called Overcast, or down, Downcast, pardon me. Um, you can, there's a number of them that are out there and that I think work a whole lot better than the, I, than the Apple one does. But you can use almost any of them, and you can then sign up for ours. I also listen to a lot of the ones from Leo Laporte, you know, This Week are in Text. The, ones that you, the, the aggregator you just talked about, Downcast, 
is that on the on the app site? Is on it the Apple site? Apple app app store? I believe it is. I, I would have to go back and look at it right now. I haven't got that in front of me. But and I, is it downcast spelled the regular way or is it downcast with a K? You know what? Uh, no, it's a, with a C. I'll look. We're going into a break in just a minute, Joe. And what I do when I come back, um, I will look that up and make sure that I give you the exact uh, uh, address of that, or name, I should say. Well, what kind of it is? And then I'll let you know that, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Joe. Thanks so much for asking that. Yeah, it's important, folks. We, we do our very best to get, because not everybody can listen to all the program at the time. I use podcasts a lot during the week to listen to content that I like. And uh, what I'll do is we're going to take a quick break with Eric, and then when we come back, we've got some other folks we're going to be talking to. Cassie from Livonia will be there with us as well, and some of the other folks. And the number is 800-859-0957. Thanks for joining us. Back in just a moment with the Internet Advisor. Thank you again for joining us here on the Internet Advisor. Eric, you're doing a great job. He is juggling grenades behind the screen. <laughs> he is on his own back there doing a wonderful job. Gary and Ed and I are here in studio answering questions as they come in. Okay, Joe from Livonia. Here's what I found. Uh, there are uh, podcasts for those of you who enjoy listening to them, as I do. Um, you can kind of delay listening to a program. You don't have to listen to it by appointment at a certain time. That's what I like about it, Ed. Right. And, uh, and for instance, when I'm walking the dog, I could be making a meal. It could be almost anything. It allows me to just enjoy. I love TED Talks, for instance. And uh, I get to just kind of gobble up a lot of information that way. And uh, two um, applications that I've used and I really enjoy are Overcast. And one's called, it's, it's an, an aggregator. It, you can use it to gather a lot of podcasts together. You go to overcast.fm, and I don't think I saw that, that it cost anything. Overcast is that application. The and, other one you have to and go the other And what usually happens, if you can't find it in the store, when you go to the website, they'll provide a link that links it to the store so that you can make sure you have the correct app that you're downloading because yep. there's so many with similar names absolutely absolutely now the other one by the way joe is called downcast and you will find that on the app store the apple app store and it costs 7.99 roughly eight bucks but that is the one i believe i found was the just had great features to it look at the reviews on it and and see what you think about it okay we have someone with us right now as a matter of fact who is responding to some of joe's questions welcome to the internet advisor hi who's this this is Ben. Hi, Ben. Oh, hey, Ben. How you doing? Good talking to you. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I wanted to comment on the last fellow's comments about not being able to get last week's podcast, uh-huh. and I've got it. I've got it up right now, so that it was going, uh, and then I had to shut it down to listen to the program. <laughs> A two-fisted listener. <laughs> what do you but use? Oh, go I, ahead. I went. I went to the. Last week's show, and uh, down at the bottom, it said uh, read more, listen to more, or something like that effect. Yeah. And when I clicked on that, I got everything about the show, and down near the bottom was a place to click on the podcast. Yep, yep. 
Yep. It's a little, the way the, the website is laid out, it's a little confusing. I wish it had better buttons on it. Um, and by the way, for some of you... Buttons, just to, buttons, where's the buttons? buttons. <laughs> and for Willy Wonka, who just recently oh, passed. Yes. Buttons, right. buttons, Gene where's Wilder. the buttons? Oh, Gene my Wilder. goodness. The Gene Wilder passed, yep. Uh, I'm such a downer. Th- right? No, that's all right. <laughs> Last week, uh, shortly after the program, as a matter of fact, um, I had to go into uh, the hospital uh, for, for some problems I was having and didn't get out until Monday afternoon. So we were delayed a lot getting the uh, edit in and getting it up online, but it's up there now, and um, hopefully we won't it's delay that anymore. It's definitely up there. Yep. It's definitely up there now. Uh, in fact, I just uh, clicked on the link uh, to that, and it scrolled down, and it's right there. Well, see, I think the problem is, is our previous caller is a Mac user. They need help sometimes. Ooh, ooh, ouch, that hurts. Oh. Well, Cal isn't here to defend him. <laughs> and I, Joe, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, I, I won't comment on that because I never used a Mac, and I don't understand anything about him. It's all friendly um, bantering it's between Cal and I. <laughs> ben, have a great Labor Day weekend, and thanks so much for giving us a call. Yeah, we're, we're going to a Tractor show tomorrow. All right, that's what a wonderful. Great weekend. You is this going to be a, a, a steampunk kind of thing? A ste- you have steam, steam engines, right? It, it, there won't be any steam engines at the one we're going to. It's at uh, Gibsonburg, Ohio, and it's called Scrap. And it they don't have any steam engines, but they have a lot of tractors and other things that uh, I enjoy going to. Oh, Ben Carpenter with us from uh, down near Adrian. He's a farmer, a working farm down there, and is also uh, it's just really tuned into computers. And Ben, thanks so much for listening and for calling in as well. Okay, thank you. Take mm-hmm. care. You're a wonderful guy. We have, he and Grandma have been in studio with us. And, and his one, daughter came in, too. Yes, that's right. His daughter came in at one time. Just a ball. Okay, let's go to Dan and Warren. Dan, welcome to the Internet Advisor. Hi, how, guys. How can we help you? Well, I have a... Uh, uh, Dell Tower PC, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, running uh, Windows 7.0 Professional. Okay. And a couple of weeks ago, I made a uh, recovery disk CD. Yeah. And now, when I boot it up, I get reboot and select proper device or insert boot media and select a boot dro- de- and device and press a key. So, so you created a recovery media, and luckily you did, and... And then your hard drive crashed. Well, it didn't crash, but when I started up, so I go through this, I get this message, and then I hit Control-Alt-Delete, and then it boots up normal. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it defaults to the boot-up disk instead of defaulting back to his, yeah. his hard drive. I oh, think it, that's what's happening. Did, now, did you, did you remove the disk that you created oh, out yeah. of the tray? Okay. Yeah. I wonder if the BIOS, it sounds like the BIOS settings, the yeah, boot so. order got changed somehow. But, yeah, but if it's nothing in there, it should skip it. That's right. That's it right. It should go That's immediately. True. It should go immediately. Now, is it possible, now, now I don't have a floppy drive on it, it just has a, uh, a, DVD, a DVD or a CD mm-hmm. drive. Is it possible it's, it's looking for a, like a floppy drive? No, no, it, okay. the BIOS wasn't mm-hmm. there. Um, okay. I, if it's a computer running Windows 7, it's a Dell, and, I mean, why did you rec- create the recovery media now? Did you suspect there was something going on where you thought maybe your computer was going to fail and maybe you should... No, it's just, it's just that, you know, I never did, I never made one, and okay. I figured, yeah, hey, probably I gotcha. a good time to do one. <laughs> Actually, that's very smart of you. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, and, and I'm not sure, so on a Dell, when you powered up, you can tap the F12 key. And uh, when you power it up, and okay. that'll bring you the ability to to select a start menu that says 
Do you want to boot off your hard drive, your CD, a USB flash drive, a floppy drive, or do you wish to go into setup? And I believe there's also the option of run diagnostics. Okay. So you might want to select one of those to either run diagnostics, and, and it'll test your hard drive to see if it's about ready to fail. Okay. How long have you had this? Again, I'm sorry. And do it again and then put it back to uh, it's the, a, It's the about two years old, guys. Oh, it's two years old. That shouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So run diagnostics and then also possibly run the um, uh, Windows and, and check your hard drive for disk errors. Cause, and when I said you tapped F12, that's like the universal key for Dell. And when you press F12, yeah. you can not only run diagnostics... Not only can you change, like I said, what device do you wish to boot off of, but you can also go into the BIOS setup, and you can check your boot order of your devices. So, right, what what should the boot order be in in as far as devices? Because again, this doesn't have a floppy drive; it only has the uh, DVD or CD drive. Well, it has the CD drive. Okay, so it should be something like USB, CD, and then hard drive. Right. Okay. Right. Something like that. Yep. Right. I mean, okay. that way, if your computer does crash, at least if you stick a flash drive in there with yeah. your recovery media or yeah. a CD or a DVD. Do you think there's something going on with a CD drive? It could be, and that's why I, you could take and, and change it and then make sure you change it back. Oh, okay. you could change your booter because when you hit yeah. F12, that's a one-time yeah. only, and you're not changing anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need to go into the BIOS setup. Uh, which should be available through F12. Yeah. Okay. And, now, and, and every, you can every, just now, every time I do this, mm -hmm. it always boots up correctly when I hit Control-Alt-Delete. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Mm. Yeah. Power so, supply, maybe? That's strange. I just leave it running now. <laughs> <laughs> and let it go to sleep? Well, that, that works all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, and I, you know, I've heard other people had comments about that, and they said, well, that's, you know, when you turn off a computer and turn it back on, that's probably the hardest thing on the hard drive. Huh? What's the hardest thing on the power supply? Yeah, not uh, necessarily. Supply? Not, yeah, yeah, not the hard drive. I mean, what, what's your advice? I mean, do you leave it running all the time or not? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I do, too. Now, and Cal has scolded. I have a Mac, and Cal has scolded me because I don't ever, I, I had not ever shut it off. And he what? said, you can reset with a Mac at least. Yeah. That if you reset the thing, you can also I do mine at least it. once a weekend, just so I yep. get the Microsoft security updates. And, gotcha. and I'm doing that too myself. I, but I, would I try run... to do mine at least once every quarter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever they, yeah, when we're, every, whenever every... we release our financial results. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would still go into your hard drive and check to see if you're running disk, if you have any disk errors. Microsoft okay. will not tell you. So you go into that by selecting my computer, and then okay. you'll see your C drive there. You right mouse click on your C drive, and you okay. want to look at the properties of your C drive. Okay. And then you have a tools tab at the. Uh, you have a multi-tabular window that comes up. General. One of them's tools. Okay. When you select tools, you'll have the ability to check my disk drive for errors, and then it'll say, "Well, I can't do that right now. Would you like to schedule it on the next time you reboot your computer?" Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. please. And then, uh, and then you reboot your computer, and it'll take forty-five minutes, half an hour, you know, to run that. Just let it run that disk check. Okay. And hopefully, it'll it, if it identifies something or it'll repair it, and this problem will go away. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a shot. All right. Thank you for calling. Thanks, guys. Have a have a good holiday. Thank you so you much. Appreciate that. All right. Let's... Once a quarter, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, with the financial record, come on. <laughs> All right, KC from Gross Point, welcome to the Internet Advisor. How may we help you on this holiday weekend? Hey, happy holiday weekend to you guys. Thank you very hey, much. Happy to you. Foster, it's been quite a while since I talked to you. I think the last time I talked to you was my wife's 286 computer. She was actually 
typing faster than it could process it. So oh, my word. It's been a while. It's been a it while. It has been a while. Yes, yes. I think we've, it has yeah. been. We've only been on for 18 and a half years, and okay, we've want, been one of the first yeah. in the first year. <laughs> and I want to make sure that you have upgraded at least a couple times since then. <laughs> I made her upgrade. She got me. That's the biggest upgrade she could get. Oh, dear. Um, guys, yeah, I've got the, uh, a comment and a, and a question for you. Sure. First of all, my comment is I think the next big Internet gazillionaire is going to be the guy that invents the reverse ransom app. You know, so one of these Russians or Albanians you know, or whoever is on the Internet trying to hack into these major companies or even these yeah, little yeah. old ladies. Yeah. I, they get... They get zapped with a reverse ransom, I and all it. of a sudden their computers get locked. You know, Casey, hang on. Well, keep on talking, because I, I think I saw an article recently. Ed, did you see that? Or, and Gary? Uh, about? Oh, I don't uh, listen to as many podcasts as you do, Foster. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Snark, <laughs> snark. But uh, that would be great if, if, yeah. if, if you could actually send something. Oh, here it is. Here's the story. It was called a wildfire ransom code has been cracked. Victims can now unlock encrypted files for free. Uh, that came out on uh, ZDNet, uh, I think, earlier on this week. It, wildfire. It's, it's about the Wildfire Locker payment page. Anyway, so uh, apparently somebody yeah, is attacking them. Yeah, there are four different types of ransomware encryption programs, and, and Wildfire is one of them. So that's good that they actually found the keys to unlock people's encrypted data on their hard drive. And, and it varies. Usually it's 50 to $150 to unlock your, your mm-hmm. so you get your data back. And then most, I can't say most because you're dealing with thieves and crooks, but most of the time when you pay the money, they give you the keys and you can recover your data. Yeah. So in, it's not doing what he, what a caller was suggesting. What it's doing is allowing us to unlock it. Yes, he, he yes. would like us to, to turn around and and reverse charge. And, yes, exactly. And yeah, you know, like we used to do in the old days when we used to have the people that would call our home phones. Oh, we'd yes. have the blowhorn. Yes, and we'd yes. blow it into the, the, yeah, the, the mouthpiece or, or the or the whistle, the police whistle. Yeah, the police know? whistle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's a great certain amount of satisfaction. I was going to say I've got a question though. Um, okay, sure. and My question is: We're coming with. Uh, biometric signatures and authenticity. Yeah. Um, and it's with, I'm guessing now it's going to have to be with cell phones because they are like having computers. Oh, absolutely. But every computer, every cell phone, um, I don't know if you guys are knows that like in India, they're taking blood samples, fingerprints, DNA for every person in the country. And I'm guessing they're going to go towards everybody having a chip. And it's like yeah. that car with the key and the chip. You mm-hmm. can't operate the car. You can't start the car. You can't have access to the Internet superhighway without this chip. So it's yeah. basically verifying who's on what handheld yeah. or, or computer device. And I think we're kind of going that way in the sense of authenticity for, you know, who's on what computer, who's on what cell phone. And if you think about it, that mm-hmm. kind of uh, eliminates the, the crime of stealing cell phones and computers yeah. because... You can't operate it without the chip. That's a tough. It's a tough sell in America. I tell Casey, hang on a second. I can put you on hold. We got to take a quick break, and we come back on the other side. I want to talk a little bit more about this, guys, about the whole notion of security in the future because it's changing rapidly. It's changing incredibly fast. So that you know, passwords are soon maybe passe because we're going to have to use biometrics for it. Back in just a second, uh, we've got Casey and we've got Don in Ortonville. We'll be back to wrap things up here on the Internet Advisor in just a merry moment. 
It has been a pleasure being with you here on this holiday weekend. Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and Ed Riddell uh, starting uh, in the next few programs. Some folks will be on vacation, etc., and MSU football is coming around. So our schedule starts to shift, and I can only ask you to be sure. One of the ways you can do keep up with where we are and uh, whether we're on a podcast or on live will be to watch internetadvisor.net, and I'll post as much information there as I can ahead of time, or go to our Facebook page, and you'll find the Internet Advisor on the Facebook page there, and it'll we'll put the schedules in there too so you're aware of the times that we're live or that you can get hold of us on podcasts. Because starting uh, really this month of September and going until the end of March Madness in 2017, MSU Sports, WJR is a flagship station for MSU Sports, along with the Detroit Lions, but particularly for MSU Sports means that we often get shifted around, <laughs> to put it politely. And uh, what that means is that that we're going to continue to broadcast because, for instance, we have a whole system of affiliates that count on being able to get our program. And uh, we're delighted to be able to continue to do that. But for the regular listeners like yourself and Ben and some other people and the folks that we've been talking with this afternoon, remember that you can go to internetadvisor.net and then scrolling down the bottom of the page, you should be able to click on that podcast and download it for that day. And we'll be doing some more things during this fall to make sure that that's a little clearer for you to be able to see where the podcast downloads are. All right, I want to go back out, guys, to uh, Casey. Casey, you were asking a question about security and where we're headed with security. And uh, I already found that, for instance, Dropbox had this mess where they lost, what was it, get 68 million um, uh, users. The information, mm-hmm. I think, was lost at in 2012. That's, well, not lost, but uh, well, stolen or stolen. hacked. Yeah, it was hacked. Right. And, and the, the, the fact is, though, that there was a second level of hashing and salting that secured the information. So mm-hmm. I, I recently got the notice, hey, you have been you know hacked in there. So... The chat that what what down pardon me what Dropbox is asking me to do is then to use the dual identification you know that so you get in yep. two pieces of information that's one way Casey of handling it but what you're asking about I think is probably you more. know probably not too far down the road you know the some type biometrics. of biometrics yeah well so, it's utilizing the you know it's your retinal scans fingerprints yep. or whatever everything that's been encoded on that chip. But you're going to really eliminate, like, the burner phones. And, I mean, it doesn't matter to old folks like us because we've already <laughs> ceded privacy to the millennials. That you know, they got the Facebook and the Twitter and everything. So they don't care about their privacy. Uh, but it is a very big brother Orwellian in the sense yes. that, you know, uh, security means having literally no privacy. You Would know? you guys be or comfortable? cameras everywhere. You know, it's just going to be—is it going to be a safer? Or is it going to be a bigger brother state? Let me let me ask a question of the guys here, uh, Ed and Cal. Would you be comfortable with that of having all that information about you, all of your data, your blood type, fingerprint, and everything else? Well, it's already out there. It's yeah, done. What are you? What are we well, I mean, debating it, it for? Stored in one place that it can be accessed. Like uh, I don't know. It's already there. <laughs> so what the marketing people it? do it. I mean, it's all, all the information is out there on me right now, but it, it, and someone has it. Probably 50 people have it. Not mm. only my employer, but marketing, the U.S. government, you know, other governments. Mm. Yeah, it's already out there. So, I, and that is where I think, Casey, we, it's not so much we've ceded to the millennials, but as this saying, as you guys you have said. You know what I want? I there. want my medical records all in one spot, you know? <laughs> I agree. I'd like to be able to carry it around so when I go somewhere 
and and they say, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't merged those records yet. You know, I you know. just having come from an ER experience this yeah. last weekend, I can agree with you 100. percent And I'd uh, like to have a common platform, something I, I can carry with me that was my medical record. So anywhere, but then again, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have that reader for you. We haven't upgraded our systems to accommodate. So it, because we're technology is in such flux right now, there's so much information out there. Well, can, so many innovations. You've dealt with this, Gary, in terms of your your work as a, as a CT was a CIO or CISO. CSISO. Yep. Uh, the whole business of protecting medical records is yes. a huge, huge issue. Right. right, and to give all the records to me, yeah, I mean, that'd be difficult too because we have to sign that paperwork all the time for our physicians to be able to share that information with another physician. But I think the government, yep. um, our government, um, and we're a little behind some other governments in Europe, that's our information. We have a right to it. Right now, we it's hard for them to give it to us, mm-hmm. but that's where we're heading. Yeah, and the other thing, by the way, you mentioned, Casey, and for the rest of our folks, I'm going to move on to a couple other people before we wrap up here. But, uh, for instance, um, Microsoft has got this Hello technology, Mm -hmm. which is coming out, or is out already, I think, on Windows 10. Yeah, the anniversary edition. Remember that, Ed? That they had that uh, I'm drawing a complete blank. What is it? It's the retinal. It's the retinal recognition. In other words, you you can look at the camera on a Windows 10 uh, uh, laptop. It's not set up for that. Yeah, most people haven't used it. Most yeah. people haven't used yeah. it, but it's it's in the software. It will look at your retina. Yeah, and that's still being perfected, but yep. that's uh, now one one step further. So, and the point is that you're going to access that information in the cloud about you from many different devices. Yeah. So for a biomedical kind of device, fingerprints, you know, is that going to matter a whole lot at some point when you're using multiple different devices? Maybe, maybe mm. not. But it it is in flux right now. Very interesting. Very interesting uh, question, Casey, and certainly the the, the cutting edge of where technology is heading right now. Thanks for giving us a call. Yeah, have a great weekend, guys. All right, take care. Happy Labor Day to you. That's right. Happy Labor Day weekend. Okay, let's get to Don from Ortonville. Make sure that we say hello to you and give you a chance to ask your question. Hi, Don. How are you doing? I'm terrific. How about you? Good. What can we do for you? I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) I I have... (laughs) I had a, a problem with the memory in my computer. I finally, tri- my computer just kept losing video. It w- hmm. would go to black screen. I finally traced it down to my memory uh, after taking my video card out, going through everything else, checking loose plugs, blah, 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 replaced the memory. Now I have a drive that says it's right protected and that I can't. Uh, do anything with it. Like it, it's got a um, got a, a file problem because of the way the computer was shutting down. Is this a like a USB flash drive? Is this an internal? No, hard it's drive? a hard drive. It's a it's a hard drive that's used for storage, mainly for video file. Okay, uh, and you're trying to access it. My C drive, but hmm. it shows up on on the com- my computer. Right. It shows up in Windows. When I try to access it with the uh, storage tools, I can get to it. But when I try to do a uh, take it off of Write Protect, because it says it needs a, why can't I remember the phrase? It needs it needs check disk run on it. When I try to run check disk, it tells me it's Write Protected and I can't run check disk. Hmm. Excuse me. <clears throat> so yeah, that doesn't I, sound I, yeah. I do a yeah, I do a command prompt uh, as an administrator, mm-hmm. 
and I run a disk part to bring up uh, that. And when I get to that point, my command prop just sits there with a cursor flashing. It never brings up disk part. Oh, after really? I type, hmm. After I type in disk part, after that, it just sits there with the flasher going. It really sounds like your hard drive is failing. It's on the way out. As soon as you type in disk part in a command prompt, the first thing it does is it scans your computer for, and, 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 and tries to like inventory right. all the hard drives. I right. mean, yeah, that, that so, hard drive is about ready to fail. If it, it sounds like it's already failed. So the, what I probably should do then is disconnect each hard drive one at a time, especially that one, to see if that's the one that's... Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, okay. I think so. Don, Don, let's do this. Why don't you, um, uh, after the program is over, go to uh, the the bottom of our page. You've got a comment section there. Put right. your question in there and uh, send okay. that off. And Ed will pick that up during the weekend. Can spend some time chewing on that. Okay. Not a problem. I'll do that. Thank and you, I'll sir. Also go through them one at a time. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you. you. I think that makes sense. Yeah, this makes really good sense. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here, Eric. You have done a Yeoman's job back there. Thank you so much, Eric Dorch. And thank you, Gary and Ed. We'll see you folks back here on the Internet Advisor next week. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show, Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit internetadvisor.net. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.